Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And as you know, we're here every weekend, and we're doing life together, and we're so glad that you've joined us. It's so fun doing life together with you. It is. We've been doing it for a lot of years. Just a few. And now on the radio, which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So today we want to talk about something that may create a little conviction in all of us. That's usually the preacher's job, but we're going to do it today. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple thing, actually. Something we teach our children, but in reality, we don't usually walk out very well. Our topic today is being nice and treating each other with kindness. doesn't sound complicated, does it? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Unfortunately, niceness or kindness seems to be much more rare than common, especially when we look at the news or social media. The culture is just not nice these days. And you know, Norm, we, we've talked over the years about how we've been treated in Christian organizations. Right. And both of us have worked at Christian universities and with Christian ministries. And I've also worked at secular ones. You've worked most of your career in Christian media. And unfortunately, we've seen bad behavior along with the good. And it's always disturbing to see such bad behavior because of our claim to faith. It comes as a huge surprise to a lot of people because we don't expect human beings who are redeemed to act like they're unredeemed. We expect unredeemed people to do that, and we're mm-hmm. not surprised by mm-hmm. it. But when we're treated like we would be in a secular organization, in a Christian group, it comes as a huge surprise. In fact, I told one person one time, look, the big difference between this Christian organization and another one is when you get stabbed in the back, yeah. you'll be shocked. Yeah, I, it, it is disconcerting. And we're not saying that we expect everybody to be perfect. We're not saying that we don't have a bad day or that we, you and I have not lost it every now and then with other people. But what we do expect as Christ followers is to examine our bad behavior when we, when we actually do something that's unkind or not nice and then work to correct it by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I mean, if we treat someone poorly, We need to be apologizing to that person and then work on changing our behavior. And sadly, we've not found that to be true in many Christian settings. There isn't a lot of accountability. That's the problem for mean behavior. These days, so many young people are turned off by the church. We see it all the time. And other Christians, because they just don't see their behavior being that much different from non-Christians. You know, Norm, that's such a good point, because we've had a lot of those conversations with our own adult children. Mm -hmm. And they have seen a lot of hypocrisy in the church, and they have seen people behaving in ways that don't look very different from the culture. And so, as we're talking about that, and we're trying to say— to our kids, look, don't look at those people, look at Christ, look at where we're supposed to, how we're supposed to be behaving and allow Christ to work on you. Cause that's the only part 
and the person you can control. Of course, of course. But that might be a reason why a lot of people have stopped going to church. They mm. use COVID as one excuse, but mm -hmm. I think this is another one because you just aren't finding as many kind welcoming people who are willing to work through life with you, with your problems. Church doesn't feel like a safe place much anymore. Yeah, and I know Gen Z has been saying that. They've seen a lot of abuse in the church. They've heard um, from pastors who are not reporting things, and there's bad behavior going on. And so we've got to make it a place where you come in when you have problems, and it should be a safe place for everyone to come in. I mean, we all have a sin nature, right? And all of us have sinned, all of us. And we've all come short of the glory of God. So none of us is perfect. And we're not trying to single out anyone, and we don't expect perfection in the church either. But when people act entitled and are unkind on a regular basis, there really needs to be a change of heart. And it seems that during these past few years, with all the tension, with COVID and the fear and the people fighting and the division in the culture, Christians are becoming more like the world. I mean, they're joining in this mean behavior. I see it on social media, and it really does grieve me. Terrible things are being said on those platforms. Indeed, indeed. Meanness seems like it's ramping up over the past few years, and that's just not new, unfortunately. But it's more prevalent because now everybody can be anonymous online. Yeah. That's the. I think that's part of the key. You yeah. don't have to identify who you are, so no one knows it's you being a mean person. For years, you know, I served as the executive producer of a national Christian television show. Almost every day, we hosted well-known television personalities, oftentimes ministers from large churches or Christian organizations. And, you know, we called them Christian celebrities. Mm -hmm. uh, they were talent or guests. They would wait in the green room before they went on set for a live or recorded show. Yeah, I've been in that green room many times. And that's where you interact when you go on a television show with the staff whose purpose is to try to serve you and meet your needs before you go on the actual show. That's right. And it's in that setting with no cameras, by the way, where the true personality of some people comes out. You see how they interact with the staff when no one important or no camera is in mm -hmm, the room. Mm -hmm. Sadly, I was often surprised by the rude behavior that was shown to my staff. People were entitled, like you said, demanding or self-centered. But when they went in the studio and the camera lights came on, boy, that person who had behaved so horribly in the green room turned on the religious charm. So I know we're being critical of yeah. this, but we are trying to look at our behavior, right? And we have to do some self-examination of how we behave. And our behavior needs to be different with Christ in us. And I, I remember, Norm, you told me about this very well-known guest who was so rude to your makeup and hair people that you refused to have him back on the show. Because what people were seeing in the camera was not the same as when the lights were off. So what we're, what we're saying here is we're really asking you to be self-reflective during the show. And we're going to take the same advice because we're not saying that Norm and I have not been mean or right, not right. nice to people. So we're looking at this from a conviction point of view. When no one is looking, are you nice or does another side come out? One that can be rude, one that can be self-centered, entitled, being nice which is motivated by kindness, by the way, should be a trait of a Christ follower. In our, and in our highly divided and polarized culture, being nice may be needed now more than ever. Bad behavior just can't become our new normal. Well, speaking of what you just said, my mom used to tell me, now, Norman, 
when she used Norman, I knew I was in trouble. You're, <laughs> you're full name. Now, Norman, <laughs> you know that character is who you are when no one is around. It's good. So for us, Linda, the bottom line is that being nice matters. Whether you're famous or a janitor someplace, it reflects what's really in your heart. That's right. And so let's define what being nice means. Now we, you know, look at the dictionary. I don't know. Do people even still look at dictionaries? Uh, I think they Google whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, I think so. But we found three ways to define the word nice. The first one is just the ability to give pleasure or joy. That's good. Here's a second definition. Attractive or of good quality. The third one is simple and straightforward, though. Someone who is nice is kind, polite, and friendly. I think we ought to go with that definition. Kind, polite, and friendly. It's kind of easy to evaluate. It really is. And and here's the thing. Niceness is often interpreted as a negative trait. So think about this. Have you ever heard anyone say, oh, they're just too nice? Hmm. People think then you're insecure or you're a pushover, not to mention that cliche that nice people finish last. Yeah, who said that? I don't, that's that a, what I want to know. Is that a movie? Yeah, it might have been a movie. <laughs> it's something in the culture, that's for sure. But there are those who think that kindness is weakness. But the Christian believer would say kindness is evidence of a walk with Jesus. You see, the Bible certainly doesn't support the idea that nice people finish last. Philippians 2.3, Paul said, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, there's a big word, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Yeah, and to do that, it really does require humility. And being humble means you are not the most important person in the room. So kind people reflect an empathy and that humility that we we were mentioning. We don't want to be so self-centered that we don't think about others, what their life might be like, how we can make it better. And our culture tells us to look out for number one and think about what others can do for me. And in the Mm -hmm. Christian life, that's Mm -hmm. just turned right around. Well, according to the research, nice guys, though, will be happier, and they may live longer than their selfish counterparts. So, science even supports what the Bible has to say. Well, and we know that in the movies of the storylines where nice guys don't finish last, where being nice pays off, doing the right thing, because we intuitively know that this is how we show love to one another. One of our favorite TV shows that we watch all the time has the hero always working hard to do the right thing, even when his kindness is not rewarded. I can think of two shows that we watch, Norman. We're always going, yes, they're going to do the right thing, (laughs) no matter how bad it is. And no matter how many times people step on them, they're going to do the right thing, which uh, makes us root for the person all the more. And, And we also know from studies, though, listen to this, a lack of civility and disrespect has a lot of negative consequences, more than just not being invited back to a TV show. So just look at the workplace, for example. In settings where there's incivility, there's more turnover, Mm -hmm. there's more absenteeism, disengagement, poor judgment, decision-making. And the truth is, we just don't want to be around people who are not nice. That's right. We don't want leaders who engage that kind of activity and organizations that do the same thing. Because nice people make you feel good. Mean people do not. And when someone is genuinely nice and they make a mistake or have a negative moment, you just naturally cut them some more slack and you want to be around them. But how do we handle the not nice person? Well, I think people who are not nice might get nicer because there's sort of a contagion with niceness. So if you just get nicer to that person and you just kind of kill them with kindness, as it says, or one of the ideas is in that we just don't repay evil with evil, we just give it right back in a really kind, nice way, then sometimes people change and they'll respond to that in a bigger way. 
I think what we're saying here, Linda, is we should do what Paul said in Romans, don't try to overcome evil with more evil. Right. Hope is, our hope in God is that perhaps our kindness will stop the other person's cruelty by making them into an ally or a friend. Yeah, and also when you see someone being rude, it really helps to stop and maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Are they having a terrible day? Did something bad happen? In other words, just don't mirror their mood. And sometimes it's best just to let it go mm-hmm. and and focus on not reacting like they did. That's not always instinctual, <laughs> but I think we can work to train ourselves to give the benefit of the doubt to a person and not just react meanly because when the Holy Spirit lives in us— we can do this. You know, and it takes some prayer for me, Norm, if I'm going to be honest, because it isn't natural for me to give kindness to someone when they're being mean. But Jesus did it. It's part of our self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. And sometimes it requires us to give something of ourselves at the expense of our own needs. That's good. Well, when we come back from this short break, why don't we talk a little bit more about the consequences of being nice and the characteristics of kindness and niceness. Maybe our audience can do what we're going to do, rate yourself and see how well you do. Stay with us. More to come right after this. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I want to remind you that you can follow her on her social media, Twitter and Instagram, at drlindamintel. Dr. Linda Mintel, and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mintel, author and speaker. And of course, always listen to our podcasts on MyFaithRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mintel Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio. You know, I listen to it when I'm on the elliptical. I know you do. And I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts like that. I think a lot of people do when they're walking and they're exercising. and It's just a good way to get your mind going. It is the fastest growing medium in the world. Yeah, I can see why. Fastest growing. Yeah. Well, today we're talking about being nice and what kindness looks like. And let me just say that it takes no extra energy to be nice. <laughs> I like that. I agree with that, right? And we need more niceness in this country. So come on, people. We That's need right. to be the people leading the way. And one of the hallmarks of being a nice person is that they practice charitable actions. When you help others, guess what? It turns right around on you, and you feel better when you're helping someone, too. You're not only being nice, Norm, but you're also serving another person, and, and that then comes back. Sorry. And then people trust you more. Yeah. And they have better interactions with you. I mean, when was the last time you complained about someone being nice? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember ever saying that to you. <laughs> uh, we certainly have a lot to say about people who are mean. Yeah. And we don't want to. We don't want to focus on that again. We're trying to trying to change this and and turn the boat a little bit in our culture so that we can we can do niceness more than we do meanness. Wouldn't Let's make be? America nice again. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What do you say? I like it. T-shirt like time. It. But you know what? This is going to be because of Holy Spirit. That's, That's what's going right. to make that change in people. Did you know, Norm, that being nice actually helps your brain? 
So I know you know I'm going to talk about I'm the brain at some point yeah, in this podcast, right? <laughs> well, when we help others and we do acts of kindness, it causes our brain to release endorphins, which is the chemical that makes us feel good. Mm. A lot of people experience that when they run and they have mm-hmm. that runner's high. Mm-hmm. I've never had that. I never. just want to no. say. I have the runner's hate. <laughs> I know. I don't get that good feeling when I run, but a lot of people do. So good for you out there who are doing it. Doing something nice for someone also gives the brain a serotonin boost. And that's another chemical that gives us that feeling of satisfaction and well-being. Well, I don't think we ought to be surprised then to find out that the scripture backs up these scientific findings. That's right. Now, let's talk a little bit about the characteristics of nice people. Maybe we could all do better when we discuss these characteristics, and let's see how we measure up. This is kind of like our quiz for the day. Okay, so an easy one to think about, are you nice? Do you compliment people often? Sure. Because a nice person has this sort of habit of noticing when others are doing things well, and they understand that people like to hear compliments. And so that's just a really easy way to be nice to someone. Give them a compliment. Mm -hmm. I like that. I hadn't thought about this being nice, but I think it is. When you're honest, people who are authentic and authentically kind constantly show honesty to themselves, don't lie to themselves, and other people. However, they are sure to do this tactfully, and that's important, telling the truth and love, right? Right. You never have to wonder if you're going to hear the truth from that person. And even though nice people compliment other people, they're also truthful about it when it comes to constructive criticism. Which then goes means you can trust somebody. Right. Yeah. And so we want to be around somebody like that, especially if they do the speak the truth in love. And that really is a key in the scripture that we're talking about. Uh, a nice person has good manners. Um, you know, somebody who holds the door open for you or remembers to say thank you. And Kind people a lot of times have great manners and will, you know, say something respectful to you. And they want everybody to feel like they're important and they deserve to be treated well. You know what? Here at the university where I work, when we get out of the elevator, a student gets out ahead of you. They always say, have a great day. They have do? a nice day. This is like the most they're kind here. amazing, good-mannered, kind place. I know. It's, it's really, great. It's a special place. <laughs> it it really is. You know what else you're nice? If you're forgiving. We all know that forgiveness can be awfully difficult, especially when we've been hurt very deeply. However, a kind person is understanding and realizes that people deserve a second chance and sometimes a third chance, and Jesus would say seven times, 70 times. This isn't to say that others can walk all over that nice person, because the nice person is usually a strong person, too. Well, I like that idea of tying forgiveness to niceness, because you really do have to be empathetic, which we talked about. And you have to humble yourself and say, yes, that person made a mistake. I make mistakes. I'm going to choose to forgive them. Here's another characteristic. They show generosity. This is the type of person, and I have a couple of friends, Norm, who are like this. They would do anything when you're in trouble to help you. Mm-hmm. They would be there for you. They would you know, text you, uh, give you the shirt off their back if they yeah, needed to. Right. And they feel like when someone's in need, I need to be there. And they will spend their time and their energy and even sometimes their belongings. Uh, Not only are they generous, but they do it without expecting anything Mm, in return. That's the key, right? Right. Yeah. They're also patient, kind people. Kind-hearted people show this uh, 
oftentimes because they believe in others, they understand that people make mistakes, and they're not in a rush to cut you off or make you feel bad because they have patience in you. And trust, I'll bet you know what else, I'll bet it's because they have trust in you that they're able to be patient with you. Yeah, and I'm thinking you and I can work on that trait quite a bit because we both had fathers who were kind of impatient Impatient. when people made mistakes and, and were there. So again, I'm thinking about this from a family dynamics point of view, you know, where you learn some of these traits. Because I definitely grew up with parents who are very uh, big in manners and being nice to people. We talked a lot in our house about the elderly and the way we would treat the elderly in our church. And so a lot of this, you can, as you're thinking about it, think about maybe what you brought from your family as well. Okay, I have a question. As yeah. we go through this list, we're not saying that nice people are all of these things. No, we're just saying these are some characteristics. But if you look, if you start to think about these characteristics, a lot of these are related to what the Bible tells should be a marking the walk of a Christian. Right, right. Fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, right. fruit of the Spirit, no. forgiving, tenderhearted, kind. And then here's one that just seems very obvious, but a nice person is positive. So it's not just that they compliment, but they're not complaining. They're not always focusing on the negative. They're looking on the bright side of things when they're happening. And they're speaking positively. So we have a friend like this. You mm-hmm. and I have a mutual friend mm-hmm. who, no matter what happens, he always seems to bring up the good in somebody right. and says, well, but you know, they have this and they're this. And he's very much a kind person very and a much. nice person, I would very say. Much. Yeah. yeah. I think these nice people that we're talking about also show an interest in other people. They're not self-centered. They care about other people, how they feel, what they think, what they do, what they know. They understand that everyone has something to offer. So during conversations, they often ask what we call open-ended questions, and then they shut up and listen to the answers. Yeah, and, and they're thoughtful. And they that's are. another characteristic is being thoughtful. And again, I think that was trained into me to be thoughtful of other people as we were dealing with people in our church and in our family members as well. You know, one I hadn't thought about is that kind people show gratitude. I hadn't thought about that. It's mm-hmm. easy to want to do nice things for good people and know they'll always show gratitude, but it's not always as easy to be kind and show gratitude from people who are hard to deal with. I don't know. I think warm-hearted people are often doing things for other people, and they just show their appreciation for them, and that makes them nice. Well, in in terms of gratitude, too, I think that somebody who is nice is giving gratitude on a regular basis. They They are making statements of how thankful they are for several things. And, you know, as we, we keep thinking about this, Norm, they display integrity, they're accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the big things of a kind person is they own their own flaws. Wow. And then they show fairness and stuff, and they're very selfless when they're dealing with other people. Now, we also know that nice people are kind to others, but they're also kind to loved ones. And sometimes our loved ones, our family members, are the hardest people to like. Yeah, and I I did learn this from my mom, especially, because she had a lot of brothers and sisters, and some of them were difficult, but they were always kind to one another. And that means that people are doing this out of the core of who they are. They're Mm -hmm. doing it in an Mm -hmm. authentic way. The kindness that the Bible talks about is spirit-produced. In the natural, it would be really difficult to live out Jesus' words, love your enemies, do good and land, expect nothing in return, and your reward will be great. You will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful Mm. and the evil, it says in Luke. 
Who can live according to Jesus' word without the power of the Holy Spirit motivating that kind of kindness in us, Norm? You really can't. We know we can't. You know, remember when we saw the episode of The Chosen where Jesus was practicing his big speech and it was the Sermon on the Mount? Yeah, yeah. He was portrayed as pouring so much care and love into what was going to be his definitive statement about people. But he knew that when he left, the Holy Spirit would come, and the Holy Spirit would change our hearts. Even Ezekiel said, I, the Lord, will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone, give them a heart of flesh. In other words, he gives us a heart, listen, that feels and loves. Yeah, and that kindness reflects God's heart. And comes from loving God. Ephesians 4.32 says, and this is a familiar verse Mm -hmm. to most of us, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. I think my mom taught us that one over and over again. That's a good one. (laughs) And then there's the proverb that says, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. Boy, that's a great outcome. And it says pursues kindness, so right. we should pursue it. We should look at it's it. It's ongoing. Well, good things come to those who do pursue kindness, according to the scripture. You just heard it. We just read it. So treat others as you want to be treated. That is the golden rule, to be kind and compassionate. And as we close the program today, I want to end with my life first, Norm, and apply this to being nice and kind. Galatians 5.9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season— We will reap if we do not give up. So practice kindness and niceness and see the good that will come. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes this show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.